Yo, welcome to the Daily Soap for Tuesday, February 2nd. We are coming up to the end of our devotionals in Mark. And just a reminder that we will take a break um, so that we can focus on other studies to prepare for when we come together again, hopefully in person, Lord willing. Um, Brace yourself, we have a longer passage today. So read or listen to Mark 14. It was two days before the Passover and the festival of of unleavened bread. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a cunning way to arrest Jesus and kill him. Not during the festival, they said, so that there won't be a riot among the people. While he was in Bethany at Simon the leper's house, as he was reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar of costly perfume of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured it on his head. But some were expressing indignation to one another. Why has this perfume been wasted? For this perfume might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they began to scold her. Jesus replied, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a noble thing for me. You always have the poor with you, and you can, you can do what is good for them whenever you want. But you do not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body in advance burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray Jesus to them. And when they heard this, they were glad and promised to give him money. So he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. On the first day of unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and prepare the Passover so that you may eat it? So he sent two of his disciples and told them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Wherever he enters, tell the owner of the house. The teacher says, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. So the disciples went out, entered the city, and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When evening came, he arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining and eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, One of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and say to him one by one, Surely not I, he said to them. It is one of the twelve, the one who is dipping bread in the bowl with me. For the Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for him if he had not been born. As they were eating, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, gave it to them and said, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will fall away, because it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter told him, Even if everyone falls away, I will not. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to him, Today, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he kept insisting, If I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And they all said the same thing. Then they came to a place named Gethsemane, and he told his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. He said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. 
Remain here and stay awake. He went a little further, fell to the ground, and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found him sleeping. He said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Couldn't you stay awake one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once again, he went away and prayed, saying the same thing. And also he came and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. They did not know what to say to him. Then he came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough! The time has come. See, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us go. See, my betrayer is near. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, suddenly arrived. With him was a mob with swords and clubs from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. His betrayer had given them a signal. The one I kiss, he said, he's the one. Arrest him and take him away under guard. So when he came, immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. They took hold of him and arrested him. One of those who stood by drew his sword, struck the high priest's servant, and cut off his ear. Jesus said to them, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal to capture me? Every day I was among you, teaching in the temple, and you didn't arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then they all deserted him and ran away. Now a certain young man, wearing nothing but a linen cloth, was following him. They caught hold of him, but he left the linen cloth behind and ran away naked. They led Jesus away to the high priest and all the chief priests. The elders and the scribes assembled. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the high priest's courtyard. He was sitting with the servants, warming himself by the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they could not find any. Many were giving false testimony against him, and the testimonies did not agree. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, stating, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and again in three days I will build another not made by hands. Yet their testimony did not agree even on this. Then the high priest stood up before them all and questioned Jesus, Don't you have an answer to what these men are testifying against you? But he kept silent and did not answer. Again the high priest questioned him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What is your decision? They all condemned him as deserving death. Then some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and to beat him, saying, Prophesy! The temple servants also took him and slapped him. While Peter was in the courtyard below, one of the high priest's maidservants came. When he, she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus, the man from Nazareth. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you are talking about. Then he went out of the entryway, and a rooster crowed. When the maidservant saw him again, she began to tell those standing nearby, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. After a little while, those standing there said to Peter again, You certainly are one of them, since you are also a Galilean. Then he started to curse and swear, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately a rooster crowed a second time, and Peter remembered when Jesus had spoken the word to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept.
We are beginning the end of the Gospel of Mark, and this chapter starts with the plot to kill Jesus. At his anointing, what some said about the value of the ointment and the need of the poor was true. Yet, Jesus commands her. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body in advance for burial. Truly I tell you, wherever the Gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And I tell you this to you today. Judas betrayed the king of the Jews for peasant money. This took place after the first Lord's Supper. Afterwards, Jesus predicted that all of his disciples would desert him. Peter found it much easier to apply the Lord's words to the other disciples than to himself. After they finished supper, Jesus goes to pray in the garden. His cry is, not what I will, but what you will. The trial of Jesus begins. The object of the Jewish council was to find legal grounds for putting Jesus to death. At the beginning of this chapter, the chief priests and scribes decided he must die. Some ground must be sought, which would justify their action in condemning him. Notice the one definite charge. Again, the high priest questioned him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. And throughout this trial, we see the prediction of Jesus take place. Peter denies he knows Jesus. Let us hone in on what the Lord Jesus left for us on the night that he was betrayed. The Lord's Supper. What does this visible act that points to invisible realities have to do with our thinking of community? Remember that when the Lord's Supper was first celebrated, it is never done alone. In like manner, when we celebrate it today, we do it together. What does this mean? What does it mean that one of our highest points of communion with God is done together? The Supper teaches us that our most significant act of intimacy with Jesus is a communal act. We could never and we should not celebrate a feast by ourselves. And if you remember, we pass the elements of the, su of the Supper, of the Sacrament, to one another. It shows that if we want to be shaped by the Father's welcome, we must share our lives together, not only on Sundays. Don't be too busy, distant, or trying to act too holy to immerse yourself in the lives of others. Ultimately, you cannot show the world who Jesus is except through a community. Jesus said, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Belonging to and serving a Christian community is the most expressive way people know that you are a Christ follower. Let me say that again. Belonging to and serving a Christian community is the most expressive way people know that you are a Christ follower. May it be so in our lives. Heavenly Father, we praise you that you have welcomed us to the grand table through your Son and by your Spirit. Lord Jesus, we praise you for choosing to commune with us, so much so that you united your, yourself to us and us to you through your flesh. Holy Spirit, we praise, for continually, we praise you for continually changing us because of the Father's welcome. Triune God of the Gospel, forgive us when we try to live the Christian life in isolation. Forgive us when we shrivel our own walk with you that then affects the people around us. Forgive us when we have not acknowledged you by not claiming to belong to your family. Lord God, please bring once again, 
Please bring us once again to spend time with you. We praise you for your steadfast invitation to us to enjoy you. We ask, O oh Lord, especially during this time, help us be outward focused and look for a community to represent you alongside of. Lord, help us love our brothers and sisters in Christ by your power. Remind us that we do not get to choose our spiritual family. Help us cherish your people that others may know you. Lord, we accept your invitation to dwell with you at the feast today. By faith and through your spirit, we abide in Christ's kingdom, will, work, and way. Please bear fruit in our lives for the life of the good of the world and for against the evil of the world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace and peace to you today.